Praise the Lord and good day to you. Welcome to our Hebrews Bible study. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson here at Crossway Church in Queen City, Texas. Excited to have you with us today, whatever day it might be for you that you found us online. The places you can watch the teachings and the worship services live are the Pastor Curtis Facebook page and the Curtis Hutchinson 316 YouTube channel. Please subscribe there. Help us reach that uh, thousand mark so that we uh, can have access to some easier uh, live recording on YouTube. And uh, we're just so thankful to be able to be sharing God's Word with you in these last days with the few that can be found across the world, very few that are clinging to sound doctrine clinging to sound doctrine, striving for the faith of the gospel. Let me assure you, let me assure you, there's not just people everywhere striving for the faith of the gospel. There's not Christians everywhere trying to move on into the things of the Lord and grow and be conformed to the image of Christ. And there's even fewer than that who want to that know how it's done, how the Holy Spirit works through the legal means of the cross of Jesus Christ and our faith exclusively in that, in that alone. Very few across the world know that compared to the numbers that be. But I'm thankful this morning that we've been brought out of so much witchcraft, so much voodoo, so much superstition that just uh, just has the church invaded today. So many spirits in operation <coughs> of the enemy among the church churches today. And I'm telling you, through many toils and many snares, God, by His grace, has brought us back to the seeing and believing place, the only place He honors, which is faith in the cross of Christ. And I'm glad that you have found us online. It's not the big-name teachers and preachers that you need to be looking after because you're rarely, if you even ever, find a preacher, even though they've had years of ministry and they've written so many books and so many commentaries and all it appears that they know the answers and they do probably, more hopefully, to be saved. But 99.999999% of all ministers today, and it is that big a number, do not know what to tell the child of God when it comes how to be delivered from bondages in their lives. How the Holy Spirit works according to the Word. And so you're going to be hard-pressed to find anything written on that before 24 or so years ago when Brother Swaggart began to put out commentaries and books that, that, that reveal what God gave the Apostle Paul concerning the avenue through which he works. And if we don't know that, we get mad when we hear preachers like me saying things like this. It's because we refuse to cling to sound doctrine. And we, we don't like being confronted with the truth because when we get confronted with the truth, it, 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 we might have to stop pretending. And that's where most of the church is today. But praise be to God, God is raising up ministers here and there it's not where you'd think. It's not the big cathedrals. It's not the big multi-million dollar this and that. It's the little humble dwellings as it's always been. The few, 
the few that find that narrow path, that path of righteousness. And we need to pay attention in our Christian lives, our walk with the Lord, that we're not carried off into all these other things. It's easy to look out and see what they got going and think we ought to have that going. Got to be careful with all that. Today is the 17th of June, 2021. We're in Hebrews chapter 5, and we will begin in verse 10. Now, let me say this concerning this portion of Scripture we are about to enter into. The Lord has been mentioned as our great high priest two or three times already in this great letter to the Hebrew Christians and to you and me. And, and, and the reminder keeps coming up that Jesus Christ is the great high priest. And it's eternal. It's, it's, as we see here in verse 10, called of God, this Jesus, the Son of God, called of God a high priest after the order of Melchizedek. That means he's not going away. There's not a ever, ever going to be another new priesthood. This is it. This is God's eternal priesthood because the work of Christ was a perfect work, so perfect at Calvary that it allowed him to be resurrected from the dead on the third day, that it allows God to declare that it will never, ever change. He is the great high priest. He is the called of God, high priest, after the order of Melchizedek, which the main thing about Melchizedek is what he represented is that it's a forever priesthood. That's what Melchizedek was symbolic of in the Old Testament. He had no lineage records of where he came from. He had no beginning and no ending. He had had no parent. this This was all symbolic of Christ. And Christ would be born not of men but of God through a virgin and that his priesthood would be eternal without end. God's not going to, a million light years of time from now, God's not going to say, well, I'm tired of this. No, God doesn't get tired of what he does. Hallelujah. Because what he does is eternal. What he does is perfect. Glory to God. And we need to remember that. But what we're about to start uh, seeing here and venturing into here in this last portion of what we call the fifth chapter of Hebrews It's very important. It is a wake-up call. It is a wake-up call that if we ignore, will be devastating. It is not just that we'll miss out on some rewards. It is a call that we must hearken to, we must awaken to, and if we don't, it will be devastating. It's not just about losing rewards. It's not just about not having the proper fruit. Listen, the end of chapter 5 is a wake-up call to the believers. And those that refuse to wake up and refuse to go on unto perfection is chapter 6, as we know it, verse 1 tells us we better be doing those that refuse to wake up, those that say they're okay and we're good, we're fine, we're still believing in the Lord, we're still waiting on the Lord, but they refuse to grow. They refuse to wake up and move on into this place. This last portion of chapter 5 is going to explain. Chapter 6 reveals, shows us, and warns us of the the, the falling away because if, if we consciously choose not to repent, 
not to wake up, not to come out of our slumber, not to move into the place we're about to read calls us to, then the opportunity is there. The opportunity is there to fall away, to lose it all. Don't listen to those uh, people that, that, that's fallen into that sinking ship and, and damnable heresy that you can't be plucked out when the Bible says you can. You can't be cut off when the Bible says you can. You can't be severed from God when the Bible says you can. Don't listen to them. Don't listen to them. They go as far. They have to cover their her, her, heretical tracks with, with lies such as, well, if they go back in the world, that means they never were really saved. That's not the case at all, my friend. And those are the people who are not clinging to sound doctrine because that's not sound doctrine. Sound doctrine is based on what the Word of God says, not what we say it says, not what we say it means, but what it says and what other scriptures come together confirm as other witnesses from the Word confirm it is saying. I don't explain truth. Truth explains truth. I don't define truth. Truth defines truth. Truth explains truth. It takes truth to know truth. And it takes a born-again believer to know truth and to be led into more truth, all truth. And we need to remember that. The end of this chapter is a wake-up call. And we're going to begin our discussions a little bit more like I love to and like we have in the past uh, on righteousness because that is what we're called to. Let's read this then we'll backtrack and we'll look at it together. Verse 10, talking about Jesus Christ called of God and high priest after the order of Melchizedek. We've discussed that. Go back, read Genesis 14 concerning Melchizedek. Read Hebrews chapter 7 because from here and a little bit before this and coming up through chapter 7, Melchizedek's really going to be talked about because he, not so we'll uh, really be focused on Melchizedek but so we can look at him and have a better focus on our Savior, on our high priest, the Lord Jesus Christ. Melchizedek was a type and a shadow. Melchizedek is not the one we need to be uh, uh, looking to. We need to look at what God tells us in His Word concerning Melchizedek so we can see the greater picture of our great and eternal high priest, the Lord Jesus Christ. That's always what we should have after every Bible study is a greater picture in our hearts of Christ, a greater trust in our hearts of Christ, a, a greater dependence from our hearts upon Christ and His work at Calvary. So watch this now. The writer, the Holy Spirit says, of whom we have many things to say. Do you know the Holy Spirit has many more things to say to you? Jesus taught us that when the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all truth. That's not feelings and emotions, my friend. That's you hearing Him, being taught of Him the truth that the Bible says is in Jesus. Ephesians 4, 24, the truth is in Jesus. We must be being taught about Jesus but He is the living Word, the living Word. We have the written Word that's about the living Word. And when we make it about something else, even though the topic, topic can be the church, He's the head of the church. Even though the topic, 
topic can be married, marriage, his, uh, the church's relationship with him, uh, listen, is supposed to be symbolic of his relation, uh, of the husband and wife. Everything in the Bible, whether it's giving or faith or marriage or training children up in the way they should go or church or uh, the, the, the things that go on, they're all about Jesus. All things are of him. All things are for him. All things are by him. Romans 11, 36, Colossians 1, 16, write that down. Go read those scriptures, my friend. All things are of him, by him, for him, through him, to him. If it, Jesus is not involved in it, and I'm not just talking about throwing the word Jesus in it, we've got to see Jesus in the scriptures. And the way we see Jesus is by looking through what he did for us at Calvary. That's how we see Jesus. That's what unfolds the scriptures to us. It's been a long time since I quoted it, but let's look at, can we turn over there? I hope you take your pencil and your paper and write this down. Luke uh, 24, 44. little rabbit trail here this morning. Luke 24, 44, Jesus is on the road to Emmaus with two of his disciples after he's resurrected from the dead. Luke 24, 44. And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Watch verse 45. This really needs to be on paper. I hope you'd put it down on paper. Then he opened their understanding that they might understand the scriptures and said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. Unless our faith is in what Christ did to suffer at Calvary and that he was raised the third day, there is no impartation of of the truth of the scriptures by the spirit of truth. If our faith is in the purpose driven, if our faith is in the words we speak, if our faith is in the money we give, if our faith is in the prayer time we spend, if our faith is in anything other than what Jesus did by grace through faith at Calvary, then we're not going to have the impartation of the truth from the scriptures because the Holy Spirit imparts the truth of Christ as we look through the cross. That's what the Bible here says. Our understanding is opened to the Scriptures. To understand the Scriptures, if our focus is Christ, not was, some years, it's not just you come in through the blood and now you got it. No, no, my friend. Every word in the Bible has to be dipped in blood. The proof of that is God says that all of his words are in righteousness. I hope you're not sick of me saying this. I get charged up every time we talk about it. Proverbs 8 and 8 says that all of God's words are in, in righteousness. They're somewhere, they're located, and you can't have access to them outside this place. Not in truth, not as Holy Spirit impartation into your heart. You can't have access to them except in this place. All of God's words are in righteousness. And that's Proverbs 8 and 8. And Romans 1, 
16 and 17 declare that that righteousness is revealed in the gospel. And Proverbs 12 and 17 says, He that speaks truth shows forth righteousness, but a false witness deceit. Get that. In those scriptures that you just wrote down, especially Proverbs 12 and 17, and Romans 1 and 16 and 17, right, rightly divided, the Holy Spirit can show you that the truth is the gospel and the gospel is the truth. And that all the words of God's mouth, all the words of God's mouth are in righteousness and can only be revealed to the heart by the Holy Spirit by faith in the cross of Christ, which is the gospel. Outside of that, it's men trying to impart their wisdom, their thoughts, their opinions. That's how we have denominations. That's how we have all sorts of sects. That's how we have all the division that we have in the body of Christ because men are trying to impart that which only they have of each other, among each other. When the Spirit of truth comes, He comes to teach truth so He can impart truth and guide us into that truth. But the truth shows us the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And that can't be seen, my friend, except through faith in the cross. It is that narrow. Let me say that again. It is that narrow. It's always been that narrow. God throughout the ages has shown the approach to Him is exclusive and narrow. All are invited, but you can't just come in any way you want to and you can't follow God any way you want to. You come in through the, the blood of Jesus and you follow Him through faith in the blood of Jesus. The Holy Spirit imparts the truth of the Scriptures through faith in the blood of Jesus or we're just imparting to each other, putting on big shows, wanting everybody to think that our church is in the new thing. Hallelujah, glory to God. If it's not truth moving you, it's not the Spirit moving you. We need to get back to sound doctrine. We need to get back away from what we've called everything. Let me say it again before we move on. Most today won't like me. They, they won't like, but, but it's only those who refuse to cling to sound doctrine and to be found striving for, here it comes, the faith of the gospel. Philippians 1.27 To be found enduring sound Enduring means you've got to keep putting up with. Sound doctrine. The flesh don't want to hear sound doctrine. Flesh wants to make its own doctrine up. But if you're going to keep enduring, oh, and that's the way we need to say it, enduring, you've got to fight to keep the faith. You're going to have to fight the good fight of faith to endure sound doctrine and to keep striving together for the faith of the gospel, then the Holy Spirit's going to be able to guide you into all truth. Hallelujah. I don't need any more of men imparting to men what only men have. I need the Spirit of truth, the Comforter, comforting me with the truth He's able to teach me and guide me in. And that truth, Ephesians 4.24, is in Jesus. I wanted to show you that. Hallelujah. I'm, I hope you wrote that down. Luke 24, 44 through 46, 47. You will be blessed if you're looking for the truth. 
So, the Holy Spirit here says, we have many things to say, but they're hard to be uttered. They're hard to be explained, he says, seeing you are dull of hearing. The word dull there means sluggish, lazy. Let's look it up because I want to make sure I get it just right before I say one of the words to you that it means. I don't want you to think I'm calling anybody any names. I'm reading you the definition from the Strong's, the Strong's definition from the word dull. So I don't want anybody that, well, he's just a mean old preacher. Say an ugly thing. No, I'm just telling you what you will see also in your studies when you look words up from the Strong's that, that give us the, the, the Greek meanings of the word, not changing, but the Greek meanings from where these words we're reading in the Bible were derived from, and, and the Old Testament from the Hebrew, we'll see not something different, but we'll see a greater perspective, a greater picture of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, a greater picture of what He's trying to show us, sometimes about our own selves, and where we're headed, and where we're not headed, that we need to be. Watch now. This word, when the Bible says, seeing you are dull of hearing, dull means sluggish, lazy, slothful, mm, stupid. Why would the Holy Why would the Holy Spirit say this is a uh, this, seeing you are stupid when it comes to your hearing? Well, let's, let's look at that. Why, why, are you, why, why is the Holy Spirit saying these people are, are sluggish and lazy, slothful? It's their hearing. He's not calling them stupid people. He's talking about their, their hearing. And, it, and it, 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 is, it reflects on the heart because the heart decides whether they will keep hearing. Let's go back to Hebrews chapter 2. Let's go back. We, this is how we study the Word of God, and that's what this is, a study of God's Word. I'm not here to put on a professional show. If you want that, that's what you're after. Bless your darling heart. You go find them. They're a dime a dozen. The, 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 the orators who speak so well and, and those who have it all planned. Listen, if you're looking for the truth of the Scriptures, I invite you to join us every time we get together. It'll be a plain old Bible study like it should be, so we can hear the Holy Spirit and be taught by Him, led by Him, and grow as He grows us. Hallelujah. Watch now, Hebrews chapter 2. And as you really study the book of Hebrews, you'll see more and more it is a call to a true walk with the Lord, with true fruit of the Lord. Watch now, Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we've heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward, get ready, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by them that heard them. Do you see the call there? Do you see the 
focus there. Let us give the more earnest heed. Let us move on into. Let us be more hungry than ever before, thirstier than ever before, have more desire than ever before to now that we've heard the message of salvation, now that we've been saved, become the children. Let us give the more earnest heed. Let us be found diligently seeking God, not saying we are, but we are. We're seeking God. We're seeking God in His Word and finding Him through faith in the sacrifice that the Word of God points us to. Hallelujah. Amen. Let us give the more earnest heed to those things which we've heard, lest they slip away. And really, it's us who slip away. When you really study that, it's us who slip away. So watch this now back in chapter 5 of Hebrews. The Holy Spirit says this, talking about Jesus here, who's called of God a high priest after the order of Melchizedek, of whom we have many things to say. Not Melchizedek, but Christ. Many things to be said concerning Christ, but hard to be uttered seeing you're dull. Your hearing is sluggish, lazy, slothful. You've reached a place, and this is what we're going to see. You've reached a place where you've become complacent. You've reached a place where you're no longer moving forward. Watch. Let's, let's read it. We'll come back and cover it. For when the time, for when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. After all this time, they ought to be teaching now. They're still hung up on the first principles of the oracles of God, of the sayings of God. They're still stuck in the old covenant. They're still stuck trying to figure things out that they've already had proved to them through their faith in Christ. The Holy Spirit now is desiring them to move on, telling them as much as you should have already moved on. Is that you, my friend? Are you complacent? Have you become sluggish with the things of God? That's not up to God. That's not up to your surroundings. That's up to a heart. That's a, it's your choice today to say, God, help me. I, I know I, I need to be moving on. I, I need to have more in my heart. I need to be full of you. I need to be full of this lively hope. I need to be moving forward. I need to be learning the truth, being led into all truth, having a greater... I should be living a life that's teaching more now than ever. I should have lips that are verbally teaching. Hallelujah. Do you get that? Watch now. For when the time, for when for the time, you ought to be teachers, you have need that one which be the first principles of the oracles, the sayings of God, and are become such as have need of milk. You're still on the milk. Still on the milk. After years and years of being a Christian, still on the milk and never having yet moved to the strong meat. What is that? Well, let's read on, and again, we'll come back and cover all of this because this, my friend, is of greater importance than I believe any of us could ever even fully imagine. For everyone that uses milk 
where they are. These people have been found by the Lord on the milk after they have should have a long time ago had been moved from milk that babies use to meat that growing, maturing people, saints of God. You, we're talking spiritually here. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful, that means inexperienced, in the word of righteousness. The, that's very important. The, because all of God's words are in righteousness. Everyone that's using milk, everyone that's still a babe, everyone that should be teaching now by the way they live in the fruit scene, even with their lips sharing the word of God, they should be growing and moving on. They should be giving the more earnest heed of what they've heard, this glorious gospel, but they're still on the milk. It's because they're unskillful, they're inexperienced in the word of righteousness because he is a babe, still a babe. It's not God. It's, let me say this. I got to close. We're out of time. It's not God's will that you stay a baby. And there's an amount of time that God gives His children to be babies before He confronts them and reminds them, I ain't called you to be a baby your whole life. I've called you to be born again. That has a season of being a babe in Christ. But then we're called to move on. And God brings the reminder, just as He does on this broadcast, just as He does from this letter on this broadcast. Let me read this again. We've got to close. For everyone that uses milk, still on the milk, is unskillful, inexperienced in the word of righteousness because he's a babe. See, there's a danger. It's good to be a baby Christian. But it's a very dangerous thing to be stuck there. But strong meat belongs to them that are of full age. That means they're maturing. Even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised. They're by reason of practice, experience, have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. I'm sorry that we're out of time. Join us next Monday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. We'll be right here. We'll dig a little deeper here. And as I said earlier, we've got to begin to discuss righteousness again because this is what the Holy Spirit says. If we're unskillful in the word of righteousness, it's because we're still a baby. Do you know how many Christians, been, they've been saved 40, 50, some their whole life, they, and they're babes. It's a dangerous, dangerous thing to be bragging on your dead church. The pastor's still a baby. The whole congregation is still a baby. We'll discuss this next Monday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. Join us live at the Pastor Curtis Facebook page or the Curtis Hutchinson 316 YouTube channel. And don't forget in the morning at 9 a.m. Central, we'll be back discussing Bible faith in light of the cross. And it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful broadcast. That's tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Central time. Be sure and join us. Bring your Bibles, your pencil, your paper. We're praying for you, praying for the touch of God you need today. Praying that you would realize God's not withholding anything from you.
Bible tells us that he's not withholding anything from those that walk uprightly before him. And that means coming back to the cross. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. I love you. God bless you. Pray for us. We're praying, believing the Lord for you, all you soldiers of the cross. Hallelujah. Don't forget to sow into good ground. You can do it at thecrosswaychurch.com or you can text the word GIVE to the number 903-231-5950. God bless you. We love you. Until I see you again, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. We'll see you then.